This is Jay Allen Smith, and you're listening to Outdoor Adventures with Jason Sacco. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week, I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond. I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream, as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Racks, offering the coolest bow hanger on the market. Display your bow with pride in your house, your garage, or anywhere you'd like. We carry most major brands while also offering a custom service if you have an idea or logo of your own that you'd like made into a hanger. Use them to display your traditional bow, compound bow, or even your crossbow. They also work great for hanging your hunting gear, your bags, or hats. Not to mention the design just looks plain awesome all by themselves. A Rax hanger makes for a great gift for that special hunter in your life. Go to RaxInc.com to see some of the available designs or contact us to discuss the custom hanger of your own. For listeners of the Outdoor Adventures with Jason podcast, use the promo code PODCAST and get 15% off your first order. Rax, show off your passion. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Today's kind of a really special episode for me because I got to spend a few minutes talking with Jim Shockey. Now, I'm sure most people are familiar with who Jim is and his just worldwide adventures on hunting all sorts of species. And having met Jim before at the Dallas Safari Club show, I can tell you he's a true gentleman and a nice guy. And in this particular instance, I wanted to spend a few minutes talking to Jim about some of my favorite episodes of his, which are, believe it or not, dealing with his father and his father-in-law, Hal and Len. And in this case, we just got talking, and so you're going to pick it up here and listen to us start off talking about Hal and Len. If you've not ever watched those before, I'll have some links in the show notes to uh, some YouTube clips on Hal and Len. They're quite the characters, and uh, really just an amazing couple of gentlemen to watch. And so I hope you enjoy this show. Your father, Hal, and your father-in-law, Len, watching those shows were fantastic. Yeah, they were they were awesome. They were uh, they definitely struck a chord with a lot of lot of people. And to have so much of that on videotape, I think resonates. So you know, it's so lucky for not only you but now your grandkids. Yeah, I mean, it's in a way you don't really die anymore because if you're on video, you're you're there forever. I mean, as long as there's the technology to replay that. The, your, your life you, you know so my father and father-in-law I, I often do seminars and i'll play the video footage so they're still making people laugh you know from wherever they are right now in heaven so it's quite an interesting time and and, and fortunately those two gentlemen are you know they're, they're there as they say forever sharing their wisdom and their wit very much so. So if anyone has watched any of your shows, Jim, they're familiar with episodes, you know, that featured or focused your dad, Hal, and your father-in-law, Len. Uh, did you have to talk them into being in front of the camera, or were they excited to do it? Yeah, that was kind of an evolution. I mean, my, my father retired at 66 from, he was a road construction by the end when he retired a superintendent. Um, and, you know, he, everyone said because he'd worked for 40 years at that same job that he wasn't going to last long after he retired. He wouldn't have anything to do. He didn't have any real passions or hobbies. So the first thing I did, literally the day he retired, I called him up and told him I needed him working in my uh, outfitting area. 
you know, helping me, which, which gave him a, a purpose. And he grabbed onto that, uh, you know, happily. And, and, you know, it was also a time when I could take him hunting to various places, uh, you know, up to the Yukon, Northwest Territories, British Columbia. We even went down to Namibia and hunted with dad. So it was at that same time that, you know, my career was allowing those kind of opportunities. And, and then it was actually Louise. Or Nana Weezy, as most people know her nowadays, uh, my wife, that you know mentioned that uh, I should get her father involved as well. He, Len, uh, is is Louise's dad, and and uh, him and my dad were good buddies. They both were hunters, not the same kind of way that I'm a hunter. You know, they're meat hunters, and that's how that came about. It was never a purposeful thing or anything that was intended. As we had cameras around camp, and my dad was around camp, and. And then Len was around camp, and the two of them very quickly, <laughs> to to use to use a cliche, stole the show literally. Isn't that the truth? And I think it resonates so much because anybody that's hunted with their family has had that grandfather in camp, and I think they could just identify with with Hal and Len very easily. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're at that age when you know their motivations are pure and simple. They're just there to have fun and enjoy themselves and, and really, you know, pass on wisdom and knowledge that they've gained in their, well, 60, 70, 80 years. Um, and, and they're also at a point where, as everybody knows, <laughs> you can kind of say anything and get away with anything because it's cute. You know, if I, if I said some of the things that Helen Lent said, my dad and my father-in-law it, on the show, I, I you know, I'd have been crucified, figuratively speaking. And, you know, they, they were at an age that they could get away with it. And everybody, everybody has, you know, a father that's that age or father-in-law or who, heck, even, you know, cousins, uncles, grandf- grandfathers. I mean, they, so, yeah, that, that's, that's universal. And, and that was the appeal. Well, and that kind of leads me to my next question is your dad had a lot of classic lines. And he, he had two ones that I've just, I've heard other people repeat one of them was I took half of Viagra this AM so I didn't pee on my boots. And another was I'm going to yeah, Nosler time his ass. <laughs> was he always like that before? Yeah. Was that just, was that oh. just Hal? No, well, you know, he was always a funny guy. I mean, he, he would tell jokes over and over and over. He was in my camps. That was his, his job was entertainment man. <laughs> and uh, boiling potatoes and doing dishes. Uh, <laughs> and actually his job, his job in camp was, uh, to fix our, our trucks. I had some old Suburbans that we used during our guiding season up on Vancouver Island. And Dad's, you know, he was a heavy-duty mechanic in the winter season, Saskatchewan, as I was growing up. So we hired him to do the repairs and maintenance on the vehicles until the day he actually locked himself inside one of the Suburbans and couldn't get out. <laughs> I figured, oh, boy. <laughs> when, we finally, when we finally got him out of it, I was like, how did you lock yourself inside a car? <laughs> he, he had just installed one of our radios, and uh, VHS radios, and they were he had installed it backwards. So, so the, you know, all the cords were out front because it was easier for him to get the cords stuck in the right places. And, or that you can't get the knobs now because it's in backwards. <laughs> But uh, so that was that was when he lost that job. But uh, so I mean, he was always a character. But it was later on that he really blossomed, uh, you know. And, and yeah, I mean, it was it was wonderful to watch him develop as a, you know, he got more and more comfortable with the, with the cameras and realized that people, you know, he he was entertaining a lot of people. And and 
you know, they, they, these same people would ask, do you, do you feed those guys their lines? You know, and I said, gee whiz, they, they can't remember their own names, let alone a line. It was impossible. And that, uh, just for the record, that Viagra line, you know, when he said that, you know, so I don't pee on my boots. If, if you most people are laughing too hard to hear what he said as he was uh, right after that. He actually said, he said, you know, I take half of Viagra every morning and I go, oh. And he said, oh, no, it's just so I don't pee on my boots. Everybody starts laughing, but right then he says, old Len, he takes a whole Viagra and he still pees on his boots. <laughs> so to, to me, that that's the line that most people miss. We actually, because they're laughing too hard after the first line. And uh, and so I've actually, uh, you know, now have their editor subtitle that line so that uh, people that are laughing can actually read it. And then when I played it at seminars, I mean, it's just hilarious to see because they're you know, literally almost falling off their chairs at the Viagra line, and then they read what he's saying as he's walking away, and it, you know, they just howl. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, what a gift, what a gift those two old gentlemen just, you know, by their, like I say, their, their wit, and, you know, how they've passed on so much joy to so many of us that uh, got to watch them then and, and still watch them today. The DVDs are still out there. Oh, it's, it's a true a blessing to watch. I, I don't know the number of, vignettes from youtube that i've shared with different people to just say you've got to watch these two guys that you'll just absolutely crack up and now the big key here is as we transition a little bit is you're a grandfather now your grandkids are quite young but what kind of things yep. do you want to take from your father and father-in-law to pass on to your grandkids well I, you know i mean family values uh, that that's the most important thing that's one of the foundations of, that, that make you know, Canada and the United States so great is is the the respect we've paid to family values, and and that's really what my father and father-in-law were were all about. Uh, you know, the humor, the the hunting, the camaraderie, all that was was wonderful. But but really, what they were passing on was you know a paying of respects to family. You know, the the um, you know the tolerance for each other and the uh, and the the fun that we have together, the 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 love. I mean, these these are the these are I would say the most important things that, that those two old gentlemen passed on. Uh, you know, but but again, the fam, family being the most important, and and that's I, I don't think it's really anything I'm going to have to pass on because you know Tim and Eva, you know, they grew up with with great families. Uh, our other son and our daughter-in-law. Uh, Bramlin and Ashley. Ashley's from from uh, Kansas City, and, and there isn't a closer family. I've never met a closer family than them. So it's not, you know, it won't be just Hal and them passing that on because they've already passed it on. They passed it on to you know Louise and I. And we passed it on to to Eva and Bramlin, and, and you know they've chosen spouses that you know soulmates that come from families that also understand the family values. And so so I I think you know just by example. That'll be, you know, they've already passed it on, and you know we've passed it on to our children, and they're going to pass it on to their children, uh, to little Flynn Jad and Lenny Bow, and apparently there's another, another. I'm hoping baby Jimmy or baby Jimalinas coming, <laughs> coming down the, the path pretty quick. From what I saw Evie announce that on uh, social media. I saw that. So, so uh, early I, congratulations. I, thank you very much. Like I say, I'm, I'm already lobbying for. Jimmy or Jimolina. I'm trying to see if there's some way to buy naming rights. They do it for stadiums <laughs> and stuff. So I'm wondering, what, what, what would it take to, to buy the right to call this new baby 
Jimolina or or Jimmy. So <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't. I, I don't think there's enough money in the world <laughs> for even to call her child Jimmy. But uh, we'll, we'll see. One of my favorite episodes with your dad and father-in-law. Well, I I can't even say it's favorite, but most memorable. Myself, I'm handicapped, so I walk with a cane. And the episode where your dad, he's he's older at this point, and he's walking, helping to bear guide, but he's carrying a plastic lawn chair with him. And, and he keeps talking about, you guys go ahead, you're not going to shoot anything anyway. And that's just... He just never stopped. No, no. He, he, uh, he, he. I still have his guide jacket in our Hand of Man Museum on Vancouver Island. It's uh, and and somewhere, somewhere, I think I have his his more casual civilian jacket, which has all his Viagra stickers and Geritol <laughs> stickers and everything all over it. So, no, he he was uh, he, he was. He was Serious about him being a guide. I mean, he he made sure he had the hat with guide on it, jacket with guide on it. Yeah, and he actually did guide. I mean, he actually him and Len. There were a few times over the years where I got stuck as an outfitter and you know needed to needed a a guide quickly, and those guys were in camp, so those those two old gentlemen (laughs) would take the guy take the hunters out guiding. I mean, oh my goodness sakes! So they did take it pretty seriously. But, but by the end, they were they were largely ineffectual when it came to the actual guiding. <laughs> Except just giving each other a hard time. That they were very good at, very accomplished at that. Well, Jim, I thank you for your time. I wanted to keep this real brief and just touch base. You're, just to let you and your, your wife and the whole Shockey family know that, you know, there's not a person I can talk to that hasn't experienced watching your dad and father-in-law and just absolutely loves them. And I look forward to maybe more expanded DVD actions from them. It's just a true gift for the Shockey family to have all that footage. We're, we're very blessed. And, and to be able to share it, uh, I promise that uh, as long as I'm around and, and can keep you know, getting their message out there, we, we will continue to do that. Well, thank you for your time today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. You bet. Come early spring, it's getting green Fisher on the bed and Hear those turkeys gobble It's raining in my head The winter rides bass boat Here comes another year Yeah, we command the outdoors around here oh, We command the outdoors Yeah, we command the outdoors Come summertime, we're feeling fine Fishing on the lake Flipping jigs and Carolina rigs From early morning till real late Bonfires on creek bank Kick back a couple beers yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Next year's does until you know winter's on the way. 
Brushing blinds and deer stands The fever starts to creep Fill our freezers full of ducks Lots of tender deer Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Yeah, we command the outdoors Yeah, we command the outdoors So grab your guns and shells, boys Put on your camouflage Cause we command the outdoors around here We command the outdoors